On today's episode of Locked on Pac-12 Podcast, we're talking ASU men's basketball, the fine and suspension of Bobby Hurley and Jay Heath, and then how those games went without them. And then also going to touch on some women's basketball returning, ASU returning to play, how that's been going for them, and then ASU adding a football coach to the staff. A lot to talk about. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pac-12 Podcast. Thank you so much for making this your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson, former Pac-12 student-athlete, and joining me today is Richie Bradshaw from Locked On Sun Devils, here to talk, of course, his Sun Devils. So, Richie, we've been talking basketball with you and Connor, and we know there's been some ups and downs with the basketball team, more recently some downs. Yes. Um, one of the major ones that I want to touch on first, because I've already kind of discussed it on the podcast, but definitely want to talk to you about it and get your takes on it, was the situation after the Stanford game that ended in Bobby Hurley and Jay Heath receiving suspensions. Bobby Hurley actually got fined, and then Jalen Graham got reprimanded, we'll say, by the Pac-12 for uh, conduct, well, inappropriate conduct towards a ref. And I've had thoughts about what is considered inappropriate conduct towards a ref, what should be allowed or not allowed, um, especially after the Adia Barnes situation. Um, at this point, I have my thoughts about the ref situations that the Locked on Packed Up podcast listeners have already heard. So I want to get your takes on that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here here's the thing is me and Connor are firm believers that if you're blaming the refs for the reason you lost the game, then you didn't deserve the win in the first place. But with that being said, putting Stanford on the line, it legitimately was in the 40s, I want to say. It was it was something utterly insane. When you put a team on the line that many times and you end up losing by I think we lost three points or something like that, that's a scenario where there needs to be a conversation had with the refereeing at that point. But I mean, I, I appreciate Hurley's compassion for the team and that he's sticking up for his, for his guys and that he went and had a, a heated conversation with the with the official. Like, I, I appreciate that, but unfortunately, there there's always going to be consequences to your actions, and naturally, he did get that suspension. Jay Heath, uh, su again, super passionate. I can appreciate his passion for the game and for his teammates and for everything that he puts onto the court, and unfortunately... Uh, just poor choice to do what he did. It's not like you punched the ref. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't anything extreme, but nonetheless, it, shoving the ref or throwing the shoulder, or whatever it was that he did. I mean, still not still not a good character move. Kind of a bad look, and it just th these guys had to deal with their suspensions. It is what it is. We, me and Connor, had talked, and we were really hoping that this might have been the fire that needed to be lit under the team to perhaps propel them and get their season back on track. But instead they didn't show up for the second half against USC and just got completely obliterated. And it feels like we're right back at square one. And now it just, it feels like, um, like 
not playing the victim role here, but it, it feels like as if we didn't have enough going against us. Now we got the rest coming down on us too. Yeah. I think I have similar, but different takes when it comes to the ref situation. Cause mm -hmm. I don't think that refs should be above being not taunted or anything like that, but like talk to right about, right a game and and if a player has passion when they're doing it as long as it's not i'm against putting your hands on anybody obviously yes but if i can have this passionate aggression towards my opponent i think because the refs are considered part of the game i should be able to have that same passion when talking to them especially because they decide a lot of the game you know yes. what i mean and so if i'm gonna be if i'm a, it's okay for me to be upset at a player like at a form you know opponent I feel like I should be able to have a certain banter with a ref as well. And I do think there's a fine line between it because there's still levels of respect and things like that. But mm -hmm. um, I definitely think the rules are extreme when it comes to protecting the refs and all of that. And I, I, I just can't fully get on board with all that. But this is also coming from someone who played basketball in high school and was one of those more aggressive, like, you know, ready to talk back at all times person. Right. So I'm a little biased in this situation, but just knowing what that feels like and knowing that like sometimes you're just wrapped up in the game and not even meaning to like come at anyone in a disrespectful way or anything like that. But mm -hmm. like, I'm in the mix of this and you're trying to take this away. You know, you're just in the mix of it all. And it's hard yes. to like calm yourself down in the moment and then come at you respectfully. You know, it, it to me, it's not always realistic. Yeah, we're human, right? I mean, it's just, it's asking these kids to be robots. And that's another thing. They're kids. These aren't like 35-year-old or however old LeBron James is. I mean, where where he's matured enough to at least control himself to, to a certain extent. But right. like the, these are 18, 19-year-old kids. Like they, yeah. they need a little bit of a break sometimes. And unfortunately, like you said, there, there are definitely times where it feels like these refs are dictating the pace of games and the outcomes and everything. But right. I, again, I don't like that that victim mentality and the whole like the refs are against us and everything like that. It's yeah. just it's hard to not feel like that, at least for the Stanford game, the USC game, whatever. We, we needed yeah. to play better like across the board. The Stanford yeah. game, though, there was a lot of penalties and yeah. some of them were pretty questionable yeah well here's hoping that they're able to get it together for their next matchup against arizona very very tough opponent this is not a space where asu dominates against their rivals this is kind of their arizona's territory so mm -hmm. um a tough matchup and then following at that they have to play usc again so we, i was talking about this tough stretch with connor um you guys can go back and listen to that episode because I don't want to hold Richie up too far. But, like, that is a tough road ahead for them, hoping that, if anything, they're able to at least play competitively against these opponents. That's that's exactly what you ask for right now is you just want them to be competitive because this, yeah. is, this is an unbelievable stretch of tough games. And I – I made I made this joke with Connor. We made a little gentleman's gentleman's bet on the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. He gave me a half game. Essentially, in that five game stretch, I needed ASU to win one game, 
and I got bragging rights. Oh my God. <laughs> That's it. One win and I get my bragging rights because I told him, I was like, Hey, odds are we can maybe sneak one out. So I, I'm hoping that, that the over hits and the over literally needs one win. I'm going to say that'd be, that'd be, that'd be good for the team for their morale. If they could get a win against one of those super tough opponents, because yeah. all, all three of them at one point in time are ranked in the top 10. So it's, it's not right. like they're just playing like good competition. They're playing great competition, getting any kind of not a moral victory. I'm not a moral victory guy. I don't believe in those. Got to get an actual win in the win column. And I think that would be a huge morale boost for the whole team. That is fair. I think that's fair. And I definitely think it'd be a morale boost um, to be any of those teams. So we'll see. They will play uh, Arizona on Saturday. Yes. Big rivalry game. Make sure you guys tune in and check it out. Coming up next, we're going to shift gears and talk about the women's basketball team as they return to Pac-12 play. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls over your eyes is this how you're running your business poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials inventory HR Planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. So for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Pac-12 Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Okay, Richie, so Pac-12 play is back in full effect in a sense. Um, there's a lot of games being rescheduled after being postponed. Now, the women's uh, Sun Devils, I guess, is it like Lady Sun Devils? Or how does that I, I think we go like the Lady Devils or something okay, like that. Okay, the Lady Devils. Okay. Um, they have just recently returned back to play after sitting out games since December 30th. And so their first game back went pretty well against Colorado in overtime. Um, 
the last game, not so much. <laughs> uh, Utah, it wasn't a terrible game, and the score wasn't like a crazy score. They, you know, it was 72 to 63, but Utah did come out with that win, and that happened over Sunday. Now they're getting ready to face Stanford on Friday. And Stanford is a tough opponent sitting at number two in the AP polls. They are the former chance from last season. And so I wonder if the sitting out had a major role in, you know, getting back to playing well, or if it's just a matter of it's it's tough opponents and they got to roll with the punches. Well, for what it's worth, they actually were doing a pretty solid job putting points on the board before they had their huge, huge break because of all the COVID stuff that broke out. It was a low-scoring game against Colorado, but they were able to put up solid 63 points against Utah. The toughest thing here, Cindy, is you got to go to Stanford. And like you said, they are the reigning champs. And whether or not they deserve to be number two, kind of subjective, depends who you ask. But they're still a tough team nonetheless. I think that the women's team is going to need to be on their A game. They're going to need uh, Jade, Jade Lovell, I believe is how you pronounce her name, mm-hmm. to be on her A game. She's leading the team uh, 15.8 points a game, she's shooting 40, 46% from the field. So she's going to be the focal point of the offense, as she normally is. Yeah. And they're going to need her to put points up in bunches if they're going to keep up with Stanford. Yeah, Stanford, um, I mean, obviously, you know what they did last season. It's it's just difficult uh, to play against a top team like that. But we did see, uh, I want to say, was it, I'm trying to think. Because I'm thinking of how, like, a lot of the top teams started off well, but we're seeing upsets. And you, we've seen it on the men's side with Oregon taking down USC and UCLA. And I have that same mindset that at any given time, you know, any team can be taken down a win against Stanford would be a huge boost for ASU going forward into the rest of the Pac-12 play. Um, there's a lot of games for them to make up because right now they're sitting at, I just had the, uh, had it up, but they're sitting lower in the standings because they're only one in two, I think, or one in three in Pac-12 play. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they haven't even had the opportunity to really play. Yeah, so that that's the biggest thing right now, and they sit right in the middle of the pack. I got the standings up in front of me. Just okay, so, I was, I was just trying for to grab reference. Them. Yes, <laughs> um, they are sitting at one and one in the conference. So they actually their first two games were literally the two games that they played most recently. They're sitting right, right in the middle. That's two, four, six. They're the seventh team, uh, one and one conference record. They're nine and six on the season. For what it's worth, Cindy, all of the Pac-12 teams have a winning overall record. So yeah. not a not conference record, obviously, but right, right. overall a winning record. Like that that's a nice little humble brag for the Pac 12. But yeah. Now well, except that, for UW. UW's the only one. <laughs> oh, they're, they're not seven. But it's okay. We don't care about them. I'm sorry, no. Washington fans. <laughs> nah. There is there is there a locked on Huskies? Not yet. <laughs> okay. Not yet. <laughs> well when they get here, they're they're gonna have a word with you, Cindy. I know they're going to hate me. We're going to be at it every weekend. And <laughs> I'm supposed okay. to be, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be neutral. I mean, I know I run Locked on Pac-12, but at the same time, my alliances are where they are. It is what it is. Of course. And I got nothing but respect for my friend Michael Luke. But, I mean, we don't, we don't talk rivalries for a reason. 
love love Michael, love what he does with Locked On Wildcats, but yeah, just kind of let it be good. What we do to them in football is what they're going to do to us in basketball. That is a fair statement. Very fair. We'll actually have Michael Luke on tomorrow to talk about the Wildcats and prepping for that game against ASU. So looking forward to it. Uh, It's always different takes, you know, and I love it, but he's very honest and fair and he will let you know, you know, like when when it was football season, I, he didn't see the Wildcats beating you guys and it didn't happen. And, you know, so as long as you're being fair, he'll be fair. And I think that's the way we keep everything kumbaya here. Yes. And their Uh, women's team is also really good. So, right. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're, they are one of the top teams. Um, So, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot to talk about. I feel like I want to have you guys all on together at one point and we'll really talk about this rivalry here. Um, I mean, that sounds like fun, honestly. It does. I think we're going to have to make that happen for sure. Uh, Coming up next, though, Richie and I will touch on a little more football talk as ASU Sun Devils football team has added a new coach to the staff. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Hey, Pac-12 fans, this is Cindy with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your fill-up. First fill-up gives you more, uh, and it's cash back, okay? Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account. PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Okay, Richie, so we're kind of over football season in a sense, but I've been telling everybody we're never quite done with football. Football is a year-round sport. There's always stuff to talk about. Off-season happens and things are still happening. So a lot of the conversation has been surrounded by the transfer portal, but ASU has a different situation we're going to talk about today, and that's the addition of a new football coach. Um, he actually happens to come from that or has experience of being a head coach in the NFL, and now he will be an advisor to the head coach and an offensive analyst. I'm going to let you go ahead and let us know who this person is. <laughs> it is someone very close to my heart. Former Baltimore Ravens head coach and Super Bowl 35 champion, Brian Billick. I know you are going to be excited. Okay. For those of you that don't know, although Richie hosts 
Arizona uh, locked on Sun Devils, and he's here for ASU. He is a big Ravens fan, not a Cardinals fan. So I got all my stuff right over here. Wait. ASU in the back, Sun or uh, uh, Ravens, on, Ravens the on the right. Yes, exactly. Okay, so yes, I already know that you have excitement about this edition, but beyond your excitement because of his experience, um, what do you feel like he's bringing to the offense and? what's necessary for him to bring to the offense because we know we saw some struggles offensively from ASU towards the back end of the season. The biggest thing that you hope for is some kind of stability that he can bring to the coaching staff. So Zach Hill is a very young offensive mind. I think he's very promising. I feel like he has an idea of what he wants to do. It's just a matter of actually finding a way to cleanly execute it and make sure that what he's doing is translating on the field. So we have an idea of what we want to do with Jaden Daniels. We have an idea of what we want to do with this run game. We have an idea with how we want to stretch the field and open up the deep ball and open up all levels of the field, but it's just not quite there. And I don't, and I don't know if I'm willing to fully blame the players for that. I think some of the scheming needs some touch-ups and that's where Brian Billick is going to come in is he's got that veteran experience. He's worked with hall of fame players before and he's he's a brilliant offensive line. I mean, he stayed in the media forever and ever. And there, there's not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that he he will forget more about football than I will ever know in my whole life. So I know that a guy like Zach Hill will just be like a sponge and take in everything that Brian Billick is putting down for him. Excuse me. Sorry about that. And I, I truly think that they they might be able to catch lightning in a bottle here and have themselves something special offensively as long as as long as uh, everyone is willing to listen to what Brian Billick is all about and given his pedigree I feel like that'd be a pretty easy thing to do. I think it's fair to say um, this will be a great step moving forward and. One thing that I'm paying attention to are the moves being made. Sorry, that is my background now. We're just having a crazy day of background. The one thing I hate is when you have a, a window open, you think it's all good, and then all of a sudden the random ad plays and you can't oh, control it. the best. It. Yeah, ESPN so that was, does that. ESPN kills me with that. And I'm so sorry because that's exactly what it was. For those of you that don't know, I work at ESPN, so I had the I had it open for work purposes. My bad, though. Um Either way, moving forward for ASU, one of the major things that we were talking about before um, the season really ended was the improvement we need to see, especially considering the running backs that you're losing on the offensive side, and that was a big part of the offense. And now seeing uh, Jaden Daniels is returning and did not have the most impressive season overall, um, it will be interesting to see how he comes in and affects that offense. 100%. So, I mean, if, if there's a guy that could really help turn that corner, and I've said it for a long time, and at this point I'm just manifesting it, Jaden Daniels is going to have a Jake Plummer senior season, and he's going to take us to a Rose Bowl. I'm, I'm manifesting it. I'm putting it out into the universe. It's going to happen. And the okay. reason why is because of Ryan Billick. You heard okay. it here first. You heard it here first. We're going to have to archive this, write it down. So when we're talking next season, we'll see if your predictions come true. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, okay. So 
Richie, thank you so much for joining us per usual. Richie and Connor actually have a very exciting guest coming on their show tomorrow. All you Sun Devil fans, Sun Devil football fans, you will for sure want to listen in. You will not want to miss this. I don't, I don't want to give it away. So you guys just make sure you tune in and check it out on Locked on Sun Devils, on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, yeah. You can follow them on LO underscore Sun Devils on Twitter. And you can follow Richie on at Richie Brads with a Z36 um, on Twitter. Other than that, this is like Slack going off. It's all of these things happening at once. Um, but yeah, excuse me for all the noises in the background. Life is happening. Either way, uh, make sure you guys check out Locked on Pacto podcast on YouTube. Follow, like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff there. Then follow along on Twitter at LO underscore PAC12. Thank you so much for listening, you guys, and making this your first listen every day. Um, and you continue to stay locked on Pac-12 on the Locked On Network.